Welcome to episode 127 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Hey guys, welcome along to episode 127 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm all good. You're a bit excited, aren't you, mate? A bit excited. There's a new feature in the show today. There is a new feature. <laughs> a new feature in the show, but we'll get into that later on. Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by... Trybuyers.com For uh, all your triathlon gear. Coffees of Hawaii. Oh, we've got some news on Coffees of Hawaii, haven't we? Decaf. I didn't know that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, back it up. And athletes.com. Social network for endurance athletes for all your results, tracking, and social needs. And this week's show, we've got a little bit of news. Not much news, so we're going to do a bit of results and stuff. We've got an age group of the week. We've got a website of the week. And it's a big week on the show, isn't it, John? John's been busy. He's done his P's. Coach's Corner, what's happening, Jonbo? We're going to go start going through some tips for first-timers for Ironman racing. Oh, beautiful. And lastly, we've got a new feature, but it's going to be revealed later on. So, uh, not much on the news front, so we're just going to cover a few races, and the first race was one that was on a couple of weeks ago, but we couldn't find the results for, and we'll explain why we're going back to it now in a minute, but uh, the new um, Plymouth Rock Iron Distance Race, uh, let me pull that one up, John, there it is. Okay, in first place, we had Ray Botello in 35-39 age group, mm-hmm. and for 59 off. swim... 510 bike, 924. 310 run, 924, not bad. Second place was 957, and that was uh, yep. Jeremy Colangelo. And third place was David Souza. Beautiful. 40-44. And on the girls' side of things, John? Who was first female, Bevan? Dot Burnworth. And 30-34 age group, 113 swim, 529 bike, 414 run for 11.33. And then the next Second female place was Jennifer Schultes. Eleven fifty four. And lastly, we've got another girl here. Can we find another girl? Female. Um, Lisa. Oh, no. No. Lisa English, maybe. Or oh, no, Abby. Abby Ruby yep. from Maryland in twelve sixteen. The reason we brought this up was because we got an email this week from a lady called Dot. And that was saying, I'm loving the show, love listening to it, it's great. Two weeks ago, I did the second Iron Plymouth Rock Iron Distance Race and won the women's race. The girl side of things is Bevan Austin says. I like how yeah. she kind of picked up on that. Though my time was nowhere near the time of the pros, I was overwhelmed with the experience of winning and super proud of my 11.33. Great. Of course, I was so excited to hear my name on your show. I wasn't sure if the little Plymouth Rock try would get a mention, but I turned on episode 125 and you announced it, but you couldn't find the results online. Ah! My five minutes of fame, miss. Sad. Nevertheless, love your show. Uh, thanks for being there every week for all those groupers. So, so Dot, you get a mention now. You do get a mention. And yep. we're happy to promote and endorse yep. any iron distance race anywhere in the world. They get their stuff on this site. Uh, ASAP. ASAP after yep. show, uh, after the race, then we'll give it some plugs. And one that did that, John... Is the great Colombian. The grand, the, no, not oh, the great. Not the, the grand, grand Colombian. Oh. And this is going to be the last. This is this is quite a big race because it's the last time they're ever going to run the Iron Distance race. Why? Uh, I would imagine a, field. A, a lack of numbers. So they're going to carry on. So how many did they have there? Yeah, Seventy nine finishes. So yeah, probably a lack of the size of the field. But they are going to carry on running. I believe a half and an Olympic. So they sort of have a whole full weekend of racing there. So you know, it's. Um, these races are selling out the WTC ones but the smaller ones are struggling and a number of them are sort of closing down there's another one in the UK that's sort of had its last race so hopefully they can they can sort of uh, keep going some of the other ones so first place we had man why does everybody have such weird names <laughs> Adam Adam Schicknernig uh, and 10 hours 18 second you can do second Bevan. Chris Kennedy I got that one and nice. he did uh, 10 22 and David Rosa in third place 10 27 First overall female, yep, yep. was uh, Leanne Nisman, twelve oh six. Can we find another girl? Yep, Kayleen Ubel in second and twelve twenty one, and then Tracy Wilson in twelve thirty nine. Very good. So uh, good racing there, and well done to everybody who finished that one. We also had the Spirit Race in Canada, which we're going to do next, Bevan. Oh, I don't uh, think I got that one. Oh. 
on, Bevan. Okay, you, know, you keep going. Okay. Well, how about we go off this one? You talk this one up, and I'll do the other one while you're doing that. Okay, we okay, had so the wait a second, you Mus- do that Muskoka seventy point three races at the weekend because we do need to give some seventy point three races some some plugging, but we'll get to that in a second because we also had from two weeks ago the Cologne two two six. Interesting to see. Uh, it's a really big growing event in um, Germany, and good old Olaf Schabustus took it out in eight hours thirty. Beat the hometown favourite Stefan Liebertrauer in 8 hours 40. And third place was Jerome Philippe in 8.49. Great. Bevan's struggling with the, uh, <laughs> with the French on that. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, on the girls' side of things, we had Olma Gruber in 10.01. Nicole Woosh, Woosh. in 10.08. And Bridget was in third place at 10, <laughs> in 10.22. So okay, where am I going, John? You are going to Resultas there. Resultas. And then you will click on that one there. That one there? Sports Stats. Yeah, Sports Stats. That's where it's at. So this race was ran. Not nice, nice rhyming there. Yeah, it looked like a cool location, actually. It's held in uh, Canada. No, uh, just go down here. A spirit. Click on that one there. Okay. Uh, it looks like a cool location in Canada. Um, they looks like they're swimming in a nice marina, and uh, it's all good. The race has been running for several years now. This year, y- Yves Fortin took it out in nine oh nine. Nine oh nine. That's a pretty uh, yeah, that's pretty flash time. Jonathan Good. He's pretty good. Jonas. He is. He's very good. Yeah, very good. Well, he's good enough to be second in nine twenty four. Third, Ryan Huggett in nine thirty one. It's pretty fast racing there for um, you know what we'd often call a sort of a second tier race. Well, girl side of things, I can see a piggy there. Piggy? Yeah. Piggy, piggy takes yep, it? Yeah, first, yep. She got 11.20 and took it out. Piggy takes, takes it out. And then God knows what happened after that. It's not very clear, so we've got to say... Piggy, take it out. Yep. Nice work. Yep, beautiful. So well done to everybody who did the Spirit Race, and as I said, the final result we have here was the Muskoka 70.3. Oh, I didn't put that one up. Jeez, mate, I'm not very sharp today, am I? <laughs> Muskoka 70.3... And that was taken out by Craig Alexander. Oh, they take it out, did he? And um, Richie Cunningham. Richie One, two, three, four. Happy days. Sound like um, Crowy smoked it on the run. He ran a one thirteen wow. um, to take it relatively easy from Richie Cunningham, Daniel Brecher in third place in four sixteen. Interesting. Simon Lessing nine minutes off the pace in fourth place four nineteen. But are we expecting that Simon now? Like he's a little bit older. He is getting on. Um, but uh, where old would he be now? Must be late thirties. I, th- I think he would be late thirties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some some interesting results on the girls' side of things. We had Joanna Zyger take it out pretty comfortably in four thirty-seven, but um, from Rebecca Wesner and Angela Neath. That's a great last name, Wesner. <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. Charlotte Paul only managed fourth, um, and you know she's a sub nine hour or nine hour flat. She went in WA last year, Ironman Western Australia, and Lisa Bentley only managed fifth place. So those two, maybe they were just using it as preparation for Kona, which is coming up in what about five or six weeks' time. So yeah, we'll see how they go. But uh, good to see another oh, seventy point three. Zyga's focus recently changed. She decided to bypass trying to qualify for Kona and focus on a seventy point three distance. With an eye for the world championship. She's never raced well in Kona. Well, not that I can recall. She always just smokes it on the swim, tries to stay with everybody in the bike, and often explodes on the run. So she has done really well at other iron distance races, but she never seems to pull it together in Kona. And she's a good enough athlete to do that. She's um, finished very high up in the Olympics a couple of times. Oscar Galenzes. Galenzes. One Ironman 7.3 in Brazil. And one thing with the 70.3 I think would be great is if they can set up some sort of prize pool for the whole series and some yeah. sort of point system because it is they're doing some good stuff in terms of and athletes can race enough to actually make you know like they can race maybe five six races a year can't they oh at least yeah yeah maybe have you know there's probably i don't know maybe 15 20 um 70.3s for next year yeah and maybe have your best five counting and, and have the world champs as sort of a bonus um double point something like that um i think it'd be really good and it'll give the athletes the fields a lot stronger give the athletes some motivation to to travel a bit uh, I think it'd be a good thing, and now they've got this private equity firm pumping huge amounts of money oh, into them. Billions! Did you get that email about try try talk? Yeah, I don't take things off um, forums too seriously. No, sometimes. but it was, it was some interesting I points, didn't read didn't it? I? What was it? 
Oh, okay, I'll try to find it while you're talking. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next up, uh, this weekend we've got Redmond, Oklahoma City. Yep, so good luck to everybody doing the Redmond, and uh, if they get onto their results, we'll have that next week. There's not really many other Iron Distance races coming up until Kona, and obviously we'll be doing several weeks of features on that. One other result, and we're going to have a, a link to that on our website, is something that Jonas Colting sent through to me, uh, was a race that he did in Sweden. It's not, not a triathlon, but it's a very long distance um, sort of aquathon Otello. Uh, it's it's cool it sounds like a really good experience uh in sweden they don't have that many races uh but basically what they do is there's lots of islands all around i think it's stockholm where it's um is that the capital of sweden i'm pretty sure it is. i think it is yeah yeah uh, all around there, there's lots of islands and you basically swim to island to island and then you run over the island and some of them are, some have got trails some haven't uh, it sounds like really cool it's around about a 12 hour event uh, and Jonas and his teammate took it out this year they had all sorts of navy seals and all that doing it and the water's pretty cold up there and these guys did the whole event in their wetsuits so not full suits they sort of had uh, spring suits so short sleeves short legs um, but it sounded really cool you got to drag your shoes all the way around behind you gets pretty cold towards the end and uh, just sounded like a cool event so if you're looking for something different at the end of season it is Stockholm um, the capital there uh, if you want something at the end of your season next year um, once maybe you've done your Ironman and you want something to crack into uh, this would be a great challenge for you you've, you've done a great job there John what's that? well because I wanted you to pander for like a few minutes and yep. you were just flowing flying Right. Right. I'm going to call you Flojo. Good. Or Flojon. Flojon. But Flo-John. Don't, hopefully I don't die. No. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd probably be dead by You're now. You're not taking drugs, are you? Oh, that's a bit controversial. Here come the lawyers. Here come the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> she won't be pressing charges. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, uh, next big news is that Lance Armstrong has made a comeback. So what not, do we think? Not super tri-related, but... Well, yeah, everybody's sort of speculating, but it is interesting to show the the pulling power that he has. You know, it's ba- it was front page, not front page news, but front page of our um, sort of sports section. You go yep. I went on the BBC website; it was a leading story, so it really shows what. Well, he's a superstar in he sport, is isn't he? He's, yeah. a, he's a worldwide superstar. I mean, yeah. there's, there's probably about ten in the world that are what we'd, we'd really call worldwide superstars, and he's one of them. And he uh, and he's still got the got the pull. Well, the so, thing for me was that I read his book before I knew about him. Mm. You know, and that was before I was really into triathlon. And then I read his book, and it was like, wow, it was like it was painful the other day that I, I occasionally watch a little bit of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, great! And, and they had a question, uh, and it was in a couples. It was uh, it was celebrity Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and they had Jasper. Is it Carrot, the English comedian guy? Yep, yep. And I think it was he was on with his daughter. And the question was... She's from the office, isn't she? Uh, she could have been. Yeah, she's from the British office. Uh, she's she the one... Been. She's the... Yeah. The question was, um, who, who, it was something like who won the Tour de France in 2006. And they had four options. And one of them was Lance Armstrong. And they didn't know. Oh, really? <laughs> and they, met, they went 50-50 and all this oh, stuff. Really? And they, fi- they finally uh. guessed and think I think could be Lance Armstrong and they were serious they didn't have a clue which was which I found really surprising because most yeah, average yeah, Joe blogs yeah, no, no, nobody in sport would, yeah. would know who he is um, so I can't find his bloody forum post on try talk but basically someone went on there and made out like they were the the new company organising yeah. it and uh the, the, like the ideas they had were bloody brilliant if they were to do this stuff yeah. it would be great for the sport it was kind of like the perfect idea of what they should do for the sport uh, the, <laughs> the idea of having four races and yeah. you know more prize money for pros and it was kind of like perfect PR but again I wrote back to the person who sent it to me and I said oh, to be honest it's on a forum and I reckon somebody's just been listening to our yeah. to, the, to the podcast Obviously, and yeah. just been yeah. summarising uh, what our we ideas. do yeah. always happens John I get sick of it it does uh, any other bit of news we had Bike jerseys. Bike jerseys. Okay, so we've been getting lots of emails. We've had lots of emails. It's been about, what, six months? Yep. Since we've done our last run of jerseys. And there's been a bit of a reason. There's been a bit of design change in the jersey. And, uh, Minor. Minor. <coughs> Minor change. <laughs> Excuse me. So, so basically, if you want to uh, get a jersey, we're going to do the next run. You need to have your order in by the 15th of October. So pop us an email. We'll send you an order form. Uh, you need to get the money over and we'll put the order in they generally take about three weeks to get made yep. and then we, we ship them out after that now people who have already emailed us John's got a backlog of those people haven't yep. you I'll send out an email in the next day or two to you guys Great. so if you don't get an email from me then email us say you want one and I'll send you an order form $115 New Zealand plus shipping Bevan, what is the key thing about the jerseys? It's full zip, John. It's full zip. Which stuffed me up and wrote, but it's okay. <laughs> For everybody else who's got a brain, <laughs> then these are the key racing piece of equipment. 
Oh, oh wait a huh. second. On the return to Alan's time. Okay, anything else we need to say about that? No, that's about it. Okay, so get in now because then you can be cool too if you're Iron mm-hmm. Man. Talk Jersey. Um, I'm sorry, where, how do you think it'll go? I don't know. I mean, Contador's is just about to win the Tour of uh, Spain. He's taking the lead there. So if he goes on to Astina, there's going to be a bit of an issue there because they've got so many team leaders. Um, is there Armstrong's answer going to? Oh, it sounds like it, yeah. But they, they, that was the first they knew of it when he made his announcement. So, oh, really? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I don't think he'd come back and win, but you, know, you, you don't? You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't put massive amounts of money on him not doing that. No. Uh, One thing Armstrong knows how to do well is create a team that makes him successful. Mm. You know, like he's, he's not just the man, is he? He's an amazing team guy. And one of the things that he did say in the press releases was that, you know, this is as much about his um, getting PR for his cause yeah. than it is anything else. So, But is it? You know, like that's the easy excuse. Do you think it's the ego? I think it's probably a bit of both. Yeah, you know, because obviously you maybe have liked the attention he got when he was at the top. And, you know, it's yeah, it's going to be very off. interesting because... You know, so many of the top athletes, not so many, but you know, people like Michael Jordan have made their comeback and they've, they've really. No, Jordan was it. really successful the first time he came back. Yeah, and then he went to the Washington Wizards, man. Yeah, because he owned back. a team. Yeah. Yeah, and he came back then. And, but so, I think he knew that wasn't going to be a success. It was yeah, more just about so. putting his own team up. So it'll be interesting, interesting stuff ahead. It'll make, uh, bring a bit more interest to the Tour de France next year. So John was a happy man last week because finally. He kind of schemed his John Cookbook idea in there, and right. he got a few recipes, mate. I was quite impressed. Good. Admittedly, by the end of it, it was getting a bit wayward. You know? I, I could, couldn't get on there this morning, uh, so I saw there was a few overnight that I haven't had a look at yeah, yet. Yeah, they were hardly, they weren't about food. Were they? <laughs> no, they got a bit silly. But anyway, have you got your three? Well, I've put one of mine up there already. And okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you only put the website because you obviously haven't done your peas, unlike me. I've put my sub nine hour super. Oh, here we go. The sub super mix. Nice. I needed that, mate. You should have given me that before the race. <laughs> so <laughs> if anybody wants my uh, chicken pesto pasta supreme, then you can go on to athlinks.com and go onto our Ironman talk page and you can see it there. I'm going to put an emphasis. So that's my, one of mine. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty straightforward recipe. Yeah. You need to, as I say in, in the notes here, you need not to skimp and save. If you get crappy ingredients, it's not going to come out well. You've got to get good quality pesto. Good, nice organic chicken is the, is the best way to go, and uh, and then you'll be. Uh, I think this might come up. For some reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and I'm going to put another mess. I'm going to put another recipe out there, which is probably my number two signature dish. Oh, see, so you are a bit of a cook, aren't you? Yes, I do pretty much all the cooking at home. Yeah, see, I'm not much of a cook. I'm see, Joe, my partner. Yeah. She's mean, man. And yeah. We've been seeing each other for a while now, and you know, I stay at a place and stuff like that. I even hold hands sometimes. Yeah. And she cooks me meals, and all the time I've been saying to her, "Look, I'm going to cook you a meal eventually." But it's kind of because I've always said, "Who else?" She's only stayed here a few times. It's always like she's cooking for me, yeah. and now I'm majorly stressing. Baked beans on toast is not going to cut the mustard. No, it's even. not. Well, tomato pasta is the only thing I really do. Well, you can have a look at a few recipes here. And uh, well, I think just, your pe- what do you do? Pesto chicken pesto pasta. You can't burn it or balls it out really. And, and is, it, is it good? Like it is if quality. I had to pour that off, it is quality. Because you taught me how to make some kind of oil dressing the other night. Oh, some yeah. sauce. Yeah, that's risky. Bit of mustard, honey. No, because you taught me. I'm quite yeah, good at it now. You need to get your quantities right there. Yeah. So chicken pesto pasta and the other, my other signature dish would be my. Chili bean lasagna, vegetable lasagna, which I will, I will put up there in the next day or so. So you haven't done your peas, have you? You've got yours written oh, down. Oh no, I've got I've got I know another one. Well, if we if we open up the website, which isn't coming oh, up, I know it's not up. coming up. But I actually did one of the recipes off there on Sunday night. Oh really? Shawno the porno. Shawno the porno. What was it called? Moroccan something or other, and it wasn't bad, but <laughs> wasn't bad. <laughs> well, but well, no. <laughs> I did follow the recipe pretty closely, but I didn't have any chilies. Oh, this is so, a key! Yeah, no, so I used chilli powder. Yeah. But I've sometimes got a bit of a heavy hand when it comes to chilli powder. You know what you like have, that. actually, because one time I came to your house <laughs> and you cooked us a pie or something like that, and it was hot, man. <laughs> My mouth was burning. And so I did that on Sunday night, and a uh, little too much chilli fell out of the packet. Uh, and uh, it was good, though. It was a nice, easy dish to do as well. Ethics doesn't want to open right now. Okay. Oh, so, um, so pornos, okay. Any others so that you can remember? Uh... And there was a really basic one from Daniel. Are you using his one or not? Yeah, I am using Daniel's actually. Okay, you. you okay, I'm going to go. John, mm, John, where do you go with this website idea? I'm not sure what you mean. First one, speed dial number one, Chinese. Speed dial number two, Domino's. Speed dial number three, Indian. And speed dial number four, Mum. Especially good on Sunday after a long cycle. Times may vary depending on demand and size of order. It's just lack of responsibility. <laughs> just pass in the buck. 
Did your mum's much? Really. Uh, we'd just go there and occasionally for a family meal. But oh, I see. Because my, I teach a class on Sunday night. My daughter, my mum and dad look after my daughter while I'm teaching because they're just around the corner. And uh, Sunday night. Sunday it. night roast? Well, not roast, but mum always puts on a good feed because she's always worried I'm too skinny. Right. So she's, come on, boy, get some food into you. Yeah. I'm never complaining. Bradley Carroll, Miller's Compound, taken from Steel Maker and Browning's book, Serious Training for Athletes. 500 Gs of cooked lentils. done <laughs> Grams. Oh. <laughs> cooked lentils. <laughs> Yep, uh, 500 Gs of wholemeal rice, three cans of tuna, whatever veg you want, optional sultanas and peanut butter mixed together. I uh, might mention that my wife won't allow this in the house. Ooh, I wonder mm. why. Okay. Mm. Lastly, Popeye's Killer Meal. That's from Daniel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> heat some spinach when it starts to cook at uh, Cousins? Cousins? Couscous. Couscous, okay. Uh, if not available, you can, uh, you'll can. you need to take rice, which you need to cook first. Add a can of tuna or soy for vegetarians. Add some salt, pepper, and curry. Done. Not precisely gourmet food, but it tastes good and is really quick to make. P.S. Get Isha's photo off Iron Man Talk. Kevin was trying to be funny. If you didn't go onto our website this week, wasn't many people laughing around the world. Oh, I thought I was ultra funny. Uh, yeah. Okay, I also put a link up on the website to the AIS um, website. Oh, okay, then that would be good, wouldn't it? And that you go on there and it's got a whole bunch of uh, recipes on there. And uh, there's also another website that I'm going to put up there as well that. Uh, one of my athletes so kindly subscribed me to their they, series they put your of name magazines. Into it. Um, no, I'm going to use series of magazines. Series of magazines, and the, these this website um, or the, the magazines they produce have all the meals, and then they break down the nutritional content of it. So that'll be another good one. And if you have got any other cookbooks to put up there, <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> oh, good times. Okay, then. So it's our discussion for last week. This week's discussion is a little bit different. We're living in an increasingly PC world, John, and we're not talking about computers it's here, are computers, we? No, no. Though I'm thinking we're actually living in a more Mac world, you right. find. But what's the most annoying, annoying PC thing that has ever happened to you at a triathlon? Mm. You like okay. this one, or are you? Mm, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not, I mean, tattoos, let's be honest. <laughs> right. <I mean. laughs> so, so that's our discussion for this week. You're not going to mention this bloody website again. No, no, because it's big news. <laughs> okay. Because I was on Twitter, and guess what's happened? What? Andrew's had a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome day. Ran nine miles with Krista. Got engaged. Loving life. And then, a few days later, he has a kid. It's all happening in Andrew's life. I tell you, one person that's going to have to watch out what they start saying is Sean O'Porno. Why is that? He said, like, step nine of his recipe was to go out training uh, and leave the dishes to the other half. And oh, Steph listens to this. You're in shit now, mate. <laughs> you wait till that <laughs> ring goes on, buddy. There'll be no more, no more of that happening. It's like a noose around you. <laughs> you'll be like, you'll be cooking, and then she'll be training, and you'll be cleaning nappies. <laughs> nappies. Oh, your life's about to change, mate. Right now, that's uh, news and discussion for this week. Oh, no. Oh, more back it up. The hot topic of the week is brought to you by Art of Try. Oh, they're back it up. Oh, yes. Oh, maybe potato. Art of Try. Go on artoftry.com for the coolest uh, triathlon gear around, all, all made with organic. And we're going to be giving away another t shirt this week, John. Of. Of, yes, we are giving away another t shirt this week. Yeah, and you know why, John? Why? Another fastest transition. I know. Steve Lord. T2 I'm in Wisconsin. Fastest overall. Fastest overall. Yeah. Who told you that? Steve, Steve actually was sending me race reports. He, he, went, he came on Epic Camp. He won Epic Camp in uh, Italy. So he was a bit of a machine. Oh, was it the nut bar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a nut bar, eh? He went pretty hard. <laughs> he was like hardcore, eh? Yeah. He was like him and Montgomery together would just be... That would not be An animal healthy. fest, wouldn't it? It would not be healthy. Mike would take him, but Steve would uh, go T- ballistic trying to... Really? To do it. He'd try and out-train Because Mike would be a little faster, would he? Yeah, he'd be a little faster, but yeah. Steve would uh, try to figure out a way to, to beat him. Oh, wouldn't you love that? Uh, we should yeah. get them both for New Zealand next year. <laughs> yeah. Just having like a explosion of athletes so Steve is going to have a love your work Steve I'm uh, not an Ironman talk an art of try talk top coming maybe you can go on there it's an awesome thing to do really isn't it to win your transition we've got to make something clear here it's got to be the fastest transition overall yeah overall it can't just be age group and Steve did that he beat beat age group like I did in Rochon yep but we have to reprimand somebody here oh Albinator gave us dud information last oh, week. Oh, back it up. Mark did not have the fastest transition. We awarded it to him, 
and we should have done our P's more correctly. Yeah, what But I checked the results, and he was fast, but he was not the fastest. Oh, Albinator, mate. We know he's your mate, mm. you know, and, you know, sharpen mm. up, mate, sharpen up. So, if you want to go into Art of Try, um, code is IMT78, and you can get discount on gear on there. It's good stuff. I pretty much wear some Art of Try every day. <laughs> I'm remembering right now to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, T-shirt. Nice, trendy stuff. So, yeah. get on there, and well done to Steve, and... Uh, yeah, if you do, you can nominate yourself for fastest transition if you get it, or yeah. you can nominate somebody else. And you need to show proof then. Yes, yeah. a results link. Yeah, a results link to prove it, because, you know, we, we, we like facts, don't we, John? We do. We don't just speculate on this game. No way, Jersey. Oh, nice. Okay, news and discussion from this week. 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 I was reading. I've got my paper in front of me. It keeps me preoccupied. <laughs> oh, beautiful. So Annette sent through this week's... Is this Annette from up north? Annette Lee. Annette yep. Lee. She thinks you need to grow up sometimes. Oh, get over it, Annette. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to be a little bit younger. God, oh, let your hair out. Oh, that's going to go down well. <laughs> You're going down. I don't even want to do this age group now. <laughs> Okay, I'd like to nominate Heather Ellison for as age grouper of the week because she's an inspiration to me and a whole bunch of much younger triathletes. Heather won't mind me saying that she's 55 because she's proud of it and looks bloody good for her age. Turns a few heads wherever she goes. Oh, that seems a little bit young and immature. <laughs> she's off to Holland this weekend to represent New Zealand in the long-distance champs in Almere, which will be a, a top for a fantastic year for her. In March of 2007, she entered her first Ironman in, triath- in Taupo, and qualified for Kona straight off. She went off to Kona and came third in her age group. Wow. Nice. Followed up by with a podium finish at Port of Tarong Half in January this year. She had no t- uh, she'd had to train throughout the crappiest winter you could imagine, struggled with some annoying injuries, but always had a smile on her face and just loves what she does. She's a great inspiration to all women, but especially the more mature amongst us. What? <laughs> Who think, blimey, unlike Bevan, that woman in their prime can achieve fantastic things. Back it up, when did I ever say? <laughs> <laughs> you're going downtown and next time I see you, and I drop the elbow. <laughs> I can't believe I've never said. <laughs> oh, I love it, Annette. You've got to oh, fire up. I'm not happy. I'm, I respect woman to the max. Oh, <laughs> you, oh, Annette, I tell you. Oh, I'm going to uh, lock you two in the, uh, the Iron Man Talk that's studio. That's right. You're going downtown. Just go for it. Oh, I used to watch WWF, Annette. Just remember that. Jesus. Do a DDT on her. DDT, that's right, Jake the Snake. <laughs> he's, uh, dead. he's dead. Is he? I mean, he died on a drug overdose. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, we got a follow-on email from Annette um, that Heather competed in the World Long Distance Champs at the end of August and came second in her age group. Well, actually, it was announced as gold, silver, and bronze at least once throughout the race, but that's another story. It's amazing that she finished the race as a week before she couldn't even walk very far, having turned up to Almere with a severe foot injury. However, in true Heather style, she planned to hammer the swim and came out first in her age group, uh, remained remained in first (coughs) place off the bike, and then just took the run literally one step at a time. At 5K, 5K, she was in agony, but just dug deep and carried on. The rear end of a spunky young male athlete kept her motivated, and she finished a full 30K to come second. I can tell her the story, actually, John. Yeah. Oh, no, you keep going. She is a real inspiration to all triathletes, but a great role model for mature athletes. I saw her injured foot when she came home. Boy, what a mess. Like a balloon with five black toenails to match. So nice work, uh, Heather. Obviously pretty talented woman, eh? Yeah, I think she does um, quite a bit of swim coaching up there as well. I could be wrong there, but I think she does a lot of swim coaching. So you need those sort of, sort of people who um, are going to get... But it's obviously talented because involved. it's like, you think 55, and so she's Ironman 07, first time we've done Ironman. Don't patronise Annette when you're doing this. <laughs> you don't start slagging off a woman or anything. Oh, there's older women. They struggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um... No, but then to go to, you know, first year to qualify for Kona, now most people that's a mission, you know, just to yeah. ever qualify. And normally in the older age groups, they only really have one slot per age group. So mm. you've pretty much got to win or get second. Yeah. And then to go to Kona in your first year to get third in your age group, to get so, a podium, mm. oh, that's a wicked effort. Out of the New Zealand winter. Yeah, out of New Zealand winter, yeah, which is, we've experienced, sucks mm. training through that. Mm. And then to get a podium in, in the port, port of Tauranga, which is obviously overall mm. um, amazing. Sold stuff. And then what long distance? Mm. He's a legend. It's good. It's great racing, but I think the key thing that Annette was saying here is she really gets people involved, and um, 
and I know she was up there um, and sort of wasn't really keen on getting involved in any of the tri squads or clubs or anything like that. Who was? Annette, and I okay. sort of pushed her into that. And people like um, Heather sort of pull them in and yeah. just say, harden up, get in there, yeah. do it. And she's Annette's now just thriving on being What an Annette. I think you're, you're a great person, Annette. <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> a better person than you. Yeah, Annette, you're, you're a legend. So I love your maturity. That's what I love about Annette. If you're up uh, north of Auckland, I think it's sort of around Oriwa area or Hibiscus Coast, somewhere up there. Yeah, no, um, there's something to say about that, that whole finding environments that are doing the thing that you want to do mm. you know like if you are the sport and sometimes like for myself I tend to pretty much always train by myself or maybe with John but really I don't really get involved with the community but it's mainly because of my timetable but I'm a big believer in that if you are doing something find environments where people are successful in the thing you want to do mm. and uh, you know like if you find a club or swim squads or cycling groups and a, it makes it so much more fun and interesting, but B, you find you, you grow so much more because of the, the competitiveness, the experience you're mm. surrounding yourself with. So, yeah, definitely it's a good idea to really do that stuff. Mm. So, mm. so this week, Heather Allison. You are our age, age group, group of the week. week. Beautiful. There we go. I, I was quite mature at the end there, wasn't I? You were. Yeah, thanks. Nice. I was trying my best. Good. Oh, yeah, good. Website of the week. So you had singing lessons last week, Bevan. No. <laughs> I actually had them yesterday, John. Yesterday. Yeah, because I'm working on my album. Right. Yeah, I've got my nine songs finished. Yeah. Well, not finished, but kind of happening. And uh, singing lessons, and you know what, John? Got a bit of work to do. I've got a, got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Teaching aerobics and screaming and sounding crusty doesn't help it when you want to be a pop star. Uh, you go for that. Go for the Johnny Cash. Sort well, of I am. Voice. Or the Willie voice. Or the Willie Nelson. <laughs> album hasn't arrived yet. It's on its way. Oh, really? Why didn't you buy this in MP3? Because I had a $50 voucher to use up and I just uh-huh. wanted to spend it. Fair enough. That's cool. Okay, so this time we've got a calculator, and it's... Wait, who said it through, Jumbo? Uh, Elsa from Canberra, Australia. Canberra? Slap, it's about, to... about time to slap some shrimps on the barbie over there. You know, it would be, because it's pretty nice here, isn't it? There was a shrimp... Uh, and if you're doing that, there's a shrimp recipe on athlinks.com. Oh, <laughs> It's all about tying it together. It's all about merging of the ideas. So we have www.runworks.com slash calculator. Dot yeah, we'll put a link to it on Talk. And what it is, is it's a calculator. Well, John, you explain more. It's it's quite cool. It's based on uh, a guy, Jack Daniels, who's a fairly well-known... Kind of an alcoholic, guy, yeah. alcoholic. <laughs> and He's got issues. In his spare time, he does a bit of sports uh, physiology. But he's he's come up with a, a, a formula or a factor that you can figure out your estimated race times uh, and also your training intensities based on your personal best times. It's quite cool. So... To give you an example, um, yep. Bevan and I probably at the moment are both in around about 34 minute 10k shape yep. uh, and we plug that in and we can calculate our predicted finish times at other common distances and I kind of think it's pretty accurate. It yep. doesn't just like half your time, it sort of factors in a few Fatigue different things. And stuff like that. So for us for a 34 minute 10k we'd be running about 16.23, I reckon we might be marginally quicker than that and then for a half marathon about 1.15 and yep. I think we'd be under that and then for a, for a full marathon 237 which we think is probably about yeah. accurate yeah. so it's quite cool for that but it also so it factors in those races it's also good it's got at, lots of great ideas so like here then you can calculate training paces yeah and, and this is good for like doing your tempo runs because I think a lot of people fall into the trap of you know just maybe running a bit easy and yeah. this, this is good at telling you what your race pace sh- training should be at what your tempo runs should be at and um, what your sort of easy easy paces should be at so maybe instead of always just running to heart rate um, do a bit of training to actual pace uh, and this is especially important when you're getting closer to an Ironman is getting used to what your Ironman pace yep. is when you're running so you're really really comfortable with it it shouldn't be too challenging when you're running fresh and they've also got um, race pace from distance and time mm-hmm. uh, convert race distance to kilometres or, okay, or miles and this, that's a really key for guys that are going to Kona that are say coming from New Zealand yeah, or Australia yep. where, where we use Ks and they're in mile markers over there knowing what you should be going through each mile and on the run is, is pretty important uh, you've also got things where you can calculate some altitude in there mm. you can calculate different temperatures um, yeah, yeah so it's, uh, it's a good cool site 
don't, it's it's not going to be exactly 100% accurate, but it's going to give you a Let's say so you've never done a half before and you've done some 10Ks. It's a good idea to give yourself a goal time from it. Mm. So like, let's say I've done a half, I've done a 10K, I've ran about 34. Now, I've never done a half and I wouldn't really know what I should do. I should know that, okay, 115 should be my exactly. target. And so yep. it gives you a bit of a motivation to run towards. And then you can set your pacing or your, your race plan around that. And that's a key thing for the first half of any of these races. So if you, uh, if you haven't done a half marathon or a marathon or anything like like that you can use these paces as sort of speed limits that you don't really want to go much above you maybe go a few seconds quicker per k yeah but you don't want to be going out running sort of one hour 10 pace if you if your estimated time is about 115 so it's a good key tool for that and also for the marathon i think it's a key tool for making sure you go through the first half uh not too quickly so and then, like, what they've got here is they've got so we've got the pace one coming up and it's got like easy runs you want to run about 415 k's for a marathon pace you're running about 343 uh, thresholds about 332 and then your, your intervals or your VO2 max kind of stuff uh, you're looking at 315s and then really hardcore three minutes yeah. so it's, it's really giving you some ga- it's really great eh? mm. yeah. I think if you actually go to the RunWorks site it looks like there's a whole bunch of other information on there and it'll give you explanations of how much threshold training you should be doing how much interval training you should be doing so and it's, it's also start. really good stuff for those of you who like to do an um, off season marathon mm. and stuff like that so it's a good like I'm going to do a couple of marathons over summer mm-hmm. and I'll definitely use this Challenge Wanaka is Twano committed? Uh, well, we may have we may, we may veto his entry. I might do the swim bike. Oh, what is this? <laughs> we'll see. Have you told him this? <laughs> I, I haven't. I'm, I'm popping him an email shortly. <laughs> pop him before he listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be doing the run anyway. <laughs> we love you, Porno. Oh, that wasn't my decision, by the way. Yeah, your Moroccan thing just wasn't wasn't good enough. We had, we had to axe you from the team. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Bruno. I love you. <laughs> right, here we go. Corner. That music was by porn by Sean the Porno. We actually from the team. We're happy happy to mu- use your music. <laughs> and his picture here has got him looking a little bit aggro, holding a fist up, John. Yeah. I'm just saying that's, that's what he gets like. You know, you don't know Sean's history. No. <laughs> Third down black belt. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Coach's corner. So a while ago, we got and well, I am my my mature mind mm. came up with the idea of doing a first time Ironman show and you decided no we're not going to do it that way because you you pull rank on me basically but I'm yeah. happy for you to pull rank sometimes and build up over many different shows and so you, you explain on John okay so that rhymed it well didn't it it did um, what we're going to do is we're going to spread it out probably over around about seven or eight shows yep and the first one which we're going to do today is sort of planning your season so for the guys that are building up for Ironman New Zealand you're going to sort of need to get straight into this or Ironman Australia for the guys that yep. are doing Northern Hemisphere races um, you know maybe eight to twelve months away then obviously you've got a bit more time on your hands so that's part one part two will be training for the swim part three will be training for the bike part four will be training for the run part five will be nutrition and we may get uh, somebody on M if she's around to, yep. to go into that in a bit more detail um, race uh, part six will be sort of race weeks and sort of on the day tips and part seven will be tips from other first timers we've got quite a few emails in terms of ideas and uh, and tips on that so maybe within that one we could do a couple of kind of strange tips as well things like how to save money and stuff like that as well yep mm-hmm. we can I, put that in there. okay John so I'm going to do this like an interview okay but the, yep fine okay. far away so John Newsom welcome along today to uh, I've been in interview for a while uh, haven't you no oh, okay. <laughs> okay what's my name I'm uh, Chuck Chuck Bree, yep. and I welcome along to uh, the interview today. And I'm, I'm wondering about planning my season for an Ironman. What's one of the first things we really need to think about when well, planning the season? Before we get into that, Bevan, I'd just like to put a few precursors to anything that we go through over the next seven episodes. Oh, great! Uh, it's for first timers. The um, and it assumes that the iron distance race is going to be your main priority for the season. If you've got, if you've got sort of some Olympic distance races um, and half Ironmans, yep, by all means go and do them and they'll be good preparation races, but this should be a key goal. And the other assumption is that you're a relative newcomer to triathlon, so you should probably be on the John Newsom three-year plan. Okay, so you're in your third year of the plan. <laughs> you're in your third year of the plan. Um, but or, or if, if you've got 20 years triathlon experience, a lot of these points may uh, not be 
quite as relevant yep. for you. Uh, and the other thing you need to just consider before we go into anything is, um, and this is a, a planning issue as well, that the first thing you need to do is figure out which race you want to do. So, uh, And if you're doing a North American race, and if it's a, it's a WTC race or a, a Continental Europe race, chances are they're probably already full for next year, so you kind of... Uh, Yes, out of luck on that one. So just have a bit of a think about that. And probably the best second website you can go and look at is k226.com if you don't want to do a WTC race if they're already all full up. Great. So, okay, so what's the first thing we're going to focus on? Uh, the main build-up. Okay. Okay, what you want to do in terms of figuring out your main build-up is put it, get a year plan out, put your race date in, and then start working backwards for everything else we're going to talk about today. So... The key thing we often see with first-timers is they um, get a bit excited, go a bit too hard or too long too early, and they sort of burn out um, a couple of months before the race. So my suggestion is, and this is for, for most time, and not just first-timers, is your specific build-up to the race should be around about 16 to 18 weeks. Any longer than that, um, some people can start to lose interest. You can get a bit of, bit stale. Um, and also the goal, the goal's so far away then, isn't it? It like is. You know, you're thinking, well, that's another eight months away. It's yeah. Like, so yeah. um, when, we, when we say a 16 to 18 week build up we're not just saying you're going to do 16 to 18 weeks training for your Ironman and that's it mm. I'm saying that that's a specific period where you're going to be balancing training. swim, yeah. bike and run um, and probably the other key thing when you're planning in your season here is that around about 17 to 20 weeks out, I strongly suggest you have a week completely off training and that's sort of your break before you start your main build up Why is it important? Uh, just to refresh yourself, you know, yeah. as much mentally as physically, and I, I often people really struggle when I tell them to have a week off, and then they come back the other side and said, "Oh God, I needed that." Yeah. They, they didn't think they needed it before yeah. they before they had it, but afterwards they said, "Oh, it's fantastic having a weekend where I didn't have to think about going out yeah. training and just chilled out." So I really come think from work and spend some time with the loved ones. Exactly. Yeah. Do some cooking. Do some <laughs> do some cooking. Go on to athletes.com and get all those good recipes. <laughs> so that's sort of how you want to be planning your, your main build-up. Um, so, so for main build-up, we're thinking get our year planner, look at the, the date for our race, work, work back backwards. from there for about 16 to 18 weeks, have a rest about it two weeks before we even start that process. Yep. And and the, the, really the focus is really about swim bike run from there forward. Okay, yep. great. Um, okay, and then prior to your main build-up, now this is going to be uh, a bit different for everybody depending on where you're at at your season at the moment. So yep. the guys that are, are planning to do Ironman New Zealand or, or Challenge Wanaka or, or Ironman Australia. And now starting to get into it, aren't they? You're probably sort of starting to get, for Challenge Wanaka, you're definitely in that 16 weeks I'd imagine now. Yep. Um, if you're not in, in that range or if you're looking for next year, what to do before you get um, to that 16-week period is going to be a bit dependent on strength and weaknesses, strength and, weaknesses and climatic conditions. Mm. Because um, you know, if your cycling is your weakness, for a lot of Northern Hemisphere people, they just can't focus on their cycling over winter, so you can't do that. Unless so, you win train. Yeah, but it's pretty hard to win train you know, five to six times a week. Yeah. It can be done. I know some people do it, but it's um, a pretty challenging thing to do. So just as a very general thing that I recommend to a lot of people is and uh, your damn watch and your and your, your main part of your off season probably focus on your running and build up for some running races maybe some half marathons and if your weather's good enough before you're starting your main build up do a good sort of six to eight week bike block where you're really focusing on lifting your bike volume so your and, watch as well John yeah it's my watch as well I saw mine on trade me got 300 bucks for it I oh, did you nice work <laughs> I was loving it uh, so yeah in terms of your off season pre build up um, I would say probably do a run block over winter and then do a bit of a bike block before you start your main build up so why why? Uh, running because you can do it all winter and you can keep your training consistent let's say you live in a climate that's not terrible over winter should you mainly focus on cycling then? Uh, if yeah, if cycling is your, is your key limiter, and if you okay. haven't got a huge background, yes, doing some cycling is a good thing. And don't be afraid to go hard with your cycling. And this is also if you're doing a pre-season sort of bike block, um, because when you're in your main build-up, a lot of your training is going to be focused around endurance, yep. and just getting your your volume up, getting the ability to ride 180k steady. So prior to doing that, there's a bit of that reverse periodization. I think it's a good idea to really go out there and, and push some really hard rides or do, do some, some racing. Yeah. Um, if there's racing of your standard around and, and get your top end up before you actually start to, to do your longer stuff so I'd really suggest to doing that don't just get in the stuck into the thing oh I'm going long I just need to get fit yeah. that's obviously the main consideration during your main build up but prior to that I really encourage people to, to push okay, here's a question for you let's say I'm totally I haven't done the three year plan yep. yeah, yeah. and I'm unsure of what my strengths and weaknesses are 
if you're new to any sort of endurance sport, I would say that endurance is your key limiter. And so the easiest way to probably build that is to mainly focus on getting your cycling up. Okay. Like it's going to be the safest way to do it because if you start going out and doing lots of Crazy running, long eh? running yeah. Your injuries, yeah. Yeah. and, and at the end of the day, when it comes to your first Ironman, if you're not fit enough and strong enough to get through the bike relatively comfortably, it doesn't matter how good a runner you are, you're going to struggle. So, yeah, I would suggest that biking would be the one thing you want to focus. So for the guys in... Um, and, and around Christchurch and stuff, there's a few late season sort of bike tours and things yep. like that. Um, there's a group that just went over to Australia from New Zealand. Was it the uh, Pete's group? Pete's group. They yep. did you know five or six days of solid riding, and, and the standard on that was not super high. Yeah, it was a bit of a mixed standard. And then we've got the five passes, which is another um, good way to get some big yards tour out tour eh? down here. Yeah. And again, they've got quite a wide variety of standards there. So biking is is going to be a key one. Okay. Uh, so then, what's next, Jombo? What do we cover? I think we covered covered the off off season there. So as I said, um, for a lot of people, running is going to be the the best choice or possibly some duathlons um, but also got here uh, get involved with the run club maybe or do some cross training cross country mm. racing and stuff like that keep it interesting in your off season you know you don't want to have Ironman as a key focus all the way through the year you know you want to keep consistent training and that's what the key thing about this is we want you to be training you know 48 to 50 weeks of the year yeah. um, so consistency is a key thing going through winter and if you're not training huge volumes just trying to do you know five to six days a week just regular getting out there doing it getting your legs ready to be able to handle the increase in volume as you get more yep. closer to your summer build up so yeah off season stuff keep it interesting is a key thing okay next up planning your races uh, right so this is again depend on where your race sort of fits in the season for guys who are doing in the southern hemisphere who are doing say South Africa New Zealand or Australia the, the Ironman race if you're doing Ironman is at the end of the season for, for most of us yep. so you can sort of factor in quite a few races a bit easier if you're in, in Europe and you, or in the States and you're looking at June July Ironman it's obviously early to mid season for a lot of you guys so how much racing you can do is a bit more limited but in the ideal scenario um, you want to be doing a half Ironman about six to seven weeks out, and that's sort of your last sort of key race that you're going to do, um, and that's sort of the the number one thing if you can fit that in. Okay, so if we're doing a half Ironman six to eight weeks out, what's our focus of the race? Is it really about smacking the crap out of it, or is it trying to do Ironman pacing? Or focus would be to run very well off the bike. Okay. So figuring out what your Ironman pace is, um, and then on the bike you still want to ride around about probably 10 beats higher than your Ironman pace and then aim to run really well so the key things you want to get out of it is run well and practice your nutrition Okay, would be the number one objective and, so, and you really want to do nutrition like you do an Ironman because in a half you don't have to you do don't it. have to but you want to be pretty close to your Ironman nutrition and as Bevan said not because you need it yep. but just you want to test your stomach under more stressful conditions and getting the habits everything. of doing it for the race eh? exactly mm-hmm. okay. uh, so that would be the first race you want to sort of factor in um, an Olympic distance race it would be good to do one maybe about 10 weeks out so that could be a build up for your half Ironman and is that a bit of a smackdown yep yeah, when, you, when you race, for the most part, if you're only going to be doing a limited number of races... Can you turn that um, beep off? Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> if you're only going to be doing a limited amount of races, you want to be racing them. Um, what you want to avoid is probably doing a half Ironman hard any closer than four weeks. I think that would be starting to get a little foolish. Nice. Um, if you want to do any other races, a, a, a second Olympic distance race somewhere would be good. What I, I tend to get some guys in Christchurch to do is we have an Olympic distance race It's about five weeks out from, from Ironman and I often get them to bike down to Timaru which is about 180 k's and then do the race the next day so you race in quite a fatigued state so you're not going to be peaking for that race but it's good to actually go out there and try smacking it when you're a little bit tired and so it's okay to smack it in those races that close to the yep always doing a good warm down after the race yep. um, now when we say smacking it if you go for a lifetime best and you put absolutely yeah. every single ounce of energy you can into a race in your build up that's going to take a little bit out of you so you just you know for most solid pe- strong racing yeah most people have only got one maximum near death experience <laughs> in their season yeah and to save that for your Ironman yeah uh, if you want to do any sprint races, you can maybe do a couple of early season ones, but then I'd probably say minimise the rest of your racing. So, in summary... A summary? Okay, key, give me a key, summary. Key thing is, trying to get an iron, half Ironman about six or seven weeks out, 
any other racing on uh, on top of that would be a bit of a bonus. Um, what about things like cycle racing? Are we trying to stay away from that? I would say for the most part you want to be focusing on your training during the, se- the season, especially if you're a busy person and weekends are the, is your key training period. Yep. That's why I'm saying minimise the racing, focus more on getting the long sessions done. The one other thing that um, you may need to factor in is if you're a weak swimmer and you've got a, a fairly major fear of the swim, then maybe doing some aquathons or doing some team triathlons to get your open water skills up um, is pretty important because the swim is not a huge part of the day, but you don't want to be wasting a you know your energy in there, and you don't want to be wasting your nervous energy worrying about it before the race as well. So maybe doing some team races or aquathons as training would be a good option as well. Okay, great. Planning and other key sessions. Uh, you talk. You hear us talk a bit about doing half Ironman simulations and Ironman pace and this would be definitely something you want to factor in so um, if you've got that wait a second before we move into this Ironman pace what does that mean for the newbie Ironman pace means Ironman pace. Okay, so but let's say I've never done Ironman. How do I know what that it's, is? It's a steady, steady pace that you can maintain all the way through. So uh, the best way to get it done is to figure out uh, what kind of time a, you think you'll do. Uh, no, to go probably go get a lactate test done or, and work off heart rate. Okay, if you can't get a lactate test done. And we're working um, in a steady zone. Yep. Okay. You work off your maximum heart rate, uh, and maybe we can. I'm going to have. When we're, when we're doing our training for the bike and training for the run, we'll, we'll, we'll give you some indications okay. in terms of heart rates. Uh, but yeah, basically working off heart rate, probably not off speed so much. Yep. Um, and the main thing is, is for the bike, figuring it out. For the run, then you can work off K pace or mile pace much, much okay. easier. Uh, so then you get your body's training the pace that you want to go in the race. Exactly. Yep. And, the, and these half Ironman simulations are ideal scenarios for practicing your race nutrition. So I would say that um, approximately every four weeks you want to be doing a half Ironman simulation or fat that gets factored in if you're doing your half Ironman race, you wouldn't do both of those. Yeah. Um, so if it's a factor in those key sessions, your half Ironmans, and as we go through this sort of series, I'll be going through your key sessions for your swimming, your biking and your running and sort of put all those into your year plan so you know when the main ones are coming up. Okay. Half Ironman simulations are key and I'd suggest doing them every four weeks of your build-up. Okay, great. And it's not SmackDown, is it? It's, no, yeah. I'm that pretty comfortable. To do a half Ironman at Ironman pace is pretty comfortable yeah. stuff. We've done them before, yeah. and you're not puffing and panting, but no. then when you've got to double it and maintain it for twice the time, it's a bit That's more challenging. The challenge begins. <laughs> Group training. Uh, we talked about this before. Try to find some um, evenly matched people to do some of your training with, especially in your off-season. Yep. As you're going through the main part of your season, then you may need to be a bit more selective on, on who you train with. And don't be afraid to join, go and join a swim squad. Um, obviously, you've got to f- figure out if you're, you're fast enough for it. But if you're remotely in the right sort of ballpark for a swim squad, go give it a try. And so many people say to us that I went and tried a swim squad. I was crapping myself beforehand, but my swimming has come on leaps and bounds yeah. in the last you know, few months. So. And it's the same with cycling. You know, don't try to join really huge cycling groups, but try to find a group of maybe three or four guys or girls who have similar ability and uh, who can definitely just take you to the next level. Mm. You know, a little bit better. Like for me going into the road, I, there's one guy in town who's a really good cyclist, Brett. Yep. And I just basically emailed him, said, Are you training? He, he trains his life away. And he's yeah. like, Yeah, mate. Yeah, so I was out. I just joined him for like a month. And I probably wasn't that strong on the bike before that, but that month of training with him definitely took me to the next level. Mm. So mm. Check out what your local tri club has to offer. Yep. They may have some sessions, they may not. And, uh, and that will sort of give you a start. So. That is part one. Part one of the seven-part series. Yes. It's not going to be seven weeks. Like a sitcom. It is. It's not going to be seven weeks in a row because we've probably got a few interviews and stuff coming up. But it'll be spread out over the next few months. We've got a few exciting interviews coming up, haven't we? We have. Yeah, it's very exciting Bevan's been been doing some peace. No, I know. We're going to get the Hoyts on. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. I've never heard an interview of him. No, I don't think I've, I've seen a little bit on, on yeah, the like, Ironman coverage, but yeah, not a, not okay, a full-on interview. It'll be interesting to talk to him about his training and stuff, eh? Yeah. Because, you know, the guy's an animal. Got to push somebody around. Oh, That's hard work. Man. I just put a little bloody... just swim with the boat. I just put a little um, drink bottle on when I go out running, and you can feel that when you're, you know, you're running with a fuel belt. <laughs> yeah. <stuff>. So, man. <laughs> Poor you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, what am I going to say? Oh, so you want music for this? I want bloody music. Okay, right, okay. We've, we've got a new section coming up. <laughs> I'm going to put music on. Here we go. Rant of the week. Oh, mate. So you get a little bit angry sometimes, don't you, mate? So we should have a special sponsor of this part of the show because yeah. it's such a key new part. Because you, you, sometimes John just get a little bit frustrated and he likes to vent, don't you, mate? I do. And now I have a place to vent my anger. <laughs> John's rant of the week. 
So this is going to be an occasional feature. If I'm out training or see something during the week or if somebody sends me some really stupid email, then uh, this will be the place. This, this week something happened, didn't it, John? I was out. It was a beautiful oh, starting to get some great weather down here. Be- it is good, isn't it? It's a good so, time of year. John does not normally train on Sundays, but this week I, I was DIYing so hard on Friday, Saturday, I managed to go out and get in the long bays on Ooh, Sunday. Nice. So it was nice. A beautiful day to find myself. Didn't get attacked by any magpies, which is a bonus. Some guy pulled up next to me, come up a different side of the valley, and uh, he said, oh, did you get hammered by that magpie? I said, mate, didn't even touch me. Great. <laughs> it's because you're so fast. That's right. But anyway, this week, my rant of the week was uh, I was going over a small climb and uh, around the Hallsville Downs for Christchurch people. Yep. And there was a lady in front of me I was catching up pretty quickly. And she got out of her seat and she just looked like she was just about going to fall <laughs> off her bike. And the reason for that is hand position on the handlebars. Oh, and I peasant. Said, no, we're not going to call them peasant. We're just going to give them some peasant. tips. And we're going to suggest that they change their cycling technique slightly. So this is a key one for, for you newbies who perhaps haven't been on the bike. Heaps, when you get out of your seat, your hand position needs to be on top of your brake hoods. Where did you think Alice's don't know that? Well, I've, I've seen some reasonably experienced people have pretty, have ter- job. pretty terrible climbing technique. <sighs> so the key thing is, is put your hands on your, your, your brake hoods and that's going to give you a lot more leverage in terms of how much you can actually lean your bike. You want your so bike, she had her hands like that? And, she had her hands with uh, knuckles pointing forward, uh, getting out of her seat and look very, very unstable. unstable. Yeah. So hands should be on top of your brake hoods so you can rock your bike from side to side and you can get a bit more... You know, it just gives you stability, a lot of balance and stability. And power. And power. It's great. So that was my rant of the Are week. Are you feeling better now? I'm feeling do want, better. Do you want a hug? Hopefully she's a listener. Oh, well, hopefully she is because well, she probably is It's a fantastic feature of the show. Is it? <laughs> I tell you. It's here to stay. <laughs> it's here to stay. <laughs> right, we're not really doing questions and answers, but we've got a couple of comments. Um, someone, lots of people commented about the heat factor of having an aero helmet in Kona. Yeah, because uh, we talked last week, we haven't got a lot of experience with aero helmets, um, and there's obviously, from the wind tunnel researchers, there's quite a bit of speed gain, but Brett Sutton's point was your head fries, and we had a few other people emailing in saying, yeah, when they've worn aero helmets, they've got a very, very hot head. So uh, okay. remember, you've got to factor that, and yes, it's going to probably get you because you're burning energy, which is... Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. So think about that as a consideration. Okay, John Rowling sent through an email, and he was on the, he was on the tube last week. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, he was listening to the show. And when you said I love Willie, he just lost it. And yeah. everyone was looking and thinking he's a weirdo, yeah. but he, he just loved oh, that moment. I like a bit of Willie. That was my quote. I knew what no, I was you, you saying. You didn't say I like. You said I love Willie. Yeah. <laughs> Did you listen to it? Yeah, I knew. I, I knew I said it when I said it. I'm just <laughs> putting that little digger out there for you to. Oh, thanks, mate. Get on to it. <laughs> it's made me look immature. <laughs> Uh, John Lockwood now John Lockwood sent through a photo I've got a few photos it seems to be topical right now sent through a photo of his race and, and people sent through obviously because we talked about it on the show people got proud of it because I got one from John and I got one from I think it was Jim I can't remember peeing, peeing in their photo oh really <laughs> like, they sent through the photo here's my photo doing the race by the way I'm peeing when I'm doing this oh nice work <laughs> it is a key tip it's a yeah. defining point of this it was really what took us to the next level wasn't yeah. it so people a lot of people don't do it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wasting time. And wrote, I was like, waterworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When it's cold and, and yeah, that you don't yeah. process as well and you do pee a lot. Yeah, it was, yeah I was like, man, yeah. am I doing it again? Yeah. Okay, then, uh, sponsors. Athlinks.com. Oh, you wanted to tell a story no, then, didn't I was going to say something really gross, but I won't. Could <laughs> that be immature, John? It would be immature. I'm not the immature one around That's here. That's right. Tell me and I'll say it. Ath- <laughs> Athlinks.com. Okay, well, we're going to talk about the Athlink this site, but we've got to give Andrew the big plug. Mm. New kid in the family, mate. His yeah, life's going to change, isn't he? He's, he's going to be married. doing a cooking. We're not going to be getting any more emails from Andrew. He's not married. He's just got engaged. Oh, engaged. But he's loving life, so he must be hip with the engagement. Right. Because sometimes people... Bug their partners to get engaged. I wonder if uh, I wonder if um, he found her on Athlinks. Oh, maybe he did. <laughs> Back in yeah. So that's pretty cool. So congratulations, he's officially off the markets, lady. Right. Nice. So there we go. Dot com. We're having, week, we're having technical issues this week. We're cutting out lots, so it sounds a bit yeah, funny. Yeah. Uh, one one good thing to do on Athlinks would be to try to get a bit of a community going in your own little area. So maybe if you're a tri club, if you've got a tri club, um, maybe. 
be the person that goes on to Athlinks and gets your tri club signed up. So yep, we've done with the Canterbury Tri Club, uh, and then you can start to get a bit of a local community going on there. Or you could just make it a geographical area sort of thing. Um, yeah, so you could say Christchurch triathletes yeah, and and start to, to get some some locals and you can start well, to communicate. Your tri club, like I know a lot of tri clubs have websites, but this here has a lot of stuff that you'd want on a website anyway. It takes all the work behind the website away, and so it makes it easier for keeps the communication lines. Yeah, on. yeah, and so it keeps it nice and easy. So, yeah, you. Just, Athlinks.com and as always go on there claim all your results and check out who your rivals are okay trybuys.com now they've got some big sales on oh, it the, the, the bike last week. oh I, man yeah okay you talk I'm going to put the email yeah so you want to get on to trybuys because <laughs> they've got some bloody good specials on there this week oh big special if you're looking to buy a bike now is the time to buy a bike because they've got the look 496 and it's a mean looking frame. It's one of the most desired TT bikes on the market. And normally retails US are $4,000. They've got a $1,000 discount with free shipping anywhere. Nice. In the world. That's right. So that's really cheap, eh? Yeah. So you're paying $3,000 for a top-of-the-line frame. Do you need that coupon there or not? If you Basically, if, you, if, you, if you're not... Yeah, coupon code is DREAMBIKE. Yeah. So the, the deal is you want to get on to... If you want to keep up to date with all these specials, because some of them you do need coupons, they may not be advertised on their site, go on to trybuyers.com, um, get onto their mailing list, and then you'll get all these emails, and uh, you don't always have to check the site. They'll keep you informed. There's also some really good sales on... Uh, a variety shoes of, of shoes, wetsuits wet at the suits. moment. Jeez, look at that. They've got the uh, Orca. We don't really like to talk about Orca, but Orca. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cheap. Yeah. 367 for the Apex 2. So there's plenty of good deals on there. You spend over 500 bucks, you get free shipping anywhere in the world. So if you're going to get a new bike, of course, you're going to spend over that. And if you're so. in the States, it's only $200 for the shipping. Exactly. So trybuys.com. Great. For sale items. Great. And lastly, coffees of Hawaii. Now you keep talking about pop Albert's email. Well, the Albinator, he did let us down a little bit last week in terms of um, nominating somebody falsely yeah. for, for a prize, but we'll let him off. Yeah, we'll let him off because he's, he's a good fellow and he's defending <laughs> Epic Camp New Zealand champion. We, and uh, we're hoping to see you down here again this summer. Um, Do you think you'll make it? Uh, I haven't had any indications at this stage, <laughs> but Albert, you, you're always welcome. Okay, so it's a pretty exciting time because they now have released decaf. Right. Mm, which is available on sale on their website. And I've got one here. Makol, how do you say that? Molokai. Molokai Island Princess Swiss Water Decaf. A coffee that makes the perfect caffeine-free cup for an afternoon break. So that's the thing. A lot of people struggle. You know, you want to have coffee all day, but often if you have it after 2 o'clock, it's not going to be the highest quality sleep you've ever encountered in the evening. So mm. have your early morning, your midday coffee, and then you can... How do they extract the caffeine from it, I wonder? No, that's a question for Albert. It's got a green bean that has made the coffee have travelled lots of miles, shipped to the Swiss Water Decaf Company in Vancouver, Canada. The caffeine has been extracted from the beans using their patented... patented and chemical-free method. Mm. So there you go. That's how they do it. They extract. So for those of you like, you know what? I actually try to avoid much caffeine in my life. I, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of caffeine. I drink the occasional cup of coffee, and um, but I, you know, don't have a lot of caffeine. So for me, because I do like the taste of coffee, mm-hmm. but I try to avoid caffeine, you know, as much as possible. So this is actually a really good option for those who don't really. And maybe if you like, because caffeine is, isn't necessarily a great drug for your body. Yeah. And for those of you who still want to drink that, have that hot drink every day. And want to pull away from having caffeine, this may be a really good alternative. Yep. So. For an 8-ounce bag, it's $13.95. And remember, if you put in the code... I am talk. I am talk, 20% discount. 1% of all their proceeds go to... I'm not sure if his facts are right on this. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but then the big kahuna, uh, the half, yep. was an epic camp New Zealand trifecta. Mark... Him and BDC got first to get a third for the age group overall. Oh, nice. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, they what got... happened to BDC? That's what I want to know. Yeah, he, he got taken down by the mall. the boys? Yeah. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> Shut it up, mate. So, yeah, I think they finished... Fifth, or Mark got third. Third, fourth, fifth, or yeah, something like that yeah. overall. So, nice work. Shows Epic Camp is a must-do for all you guys <laughs> who want to take it to the next level. It's, it's the only option. It is the only option. So, sponsors are... Athlinks.com. If you want to get your Tri Club's community happening, trybuyers.com. Get on the deals. And coffees if you want. I don't want caffeine in my life, John. <laughs> but I still want that coffee flavour. <laughs> I want that coffee mint flavour. Okay, so uh, other things. Uh, bike jerseys. Bike jerseys. So now is the time to get it. 15th of October? Yep. Cut off date. 
cut off date. Wikipedia, people been adding to that more. It's great. Um, what else? Uh, email questions, ironmantalk at gmail.com. If you need to work on your flexibility, we have a stretching book on our website. You can click on the link. It takes you through to the site. If you're going to buy any books off Amazon, go through our store. We're actually going to be putting on, we're going to do a few, there's a few things happening in the beginning of October, isn't there? Yeah. And uh, we're going to we just hold off, you know. I know it's exciting times, but yeah. we're actually going to try to get quite a few affiliates because it's an easy way for us to make money if you can guys you can use it. Exactly. So that'd be really great. Um, what are you John's up to this co- week, John's Kevin? coaching website. CoachJohnNewson.com. And for, my Forever Fitness has changed it to foreverfitness.me. Not, oh, don't, don't, not, not you. Not, not me. Don't you, me. Not me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need to practice that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are you up to for the rest of the week, John? I what no, you, what have you been you. doing? What have I been doing? DIY hard out. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Bath- Why? Bathroom's gone in. Gone oh, in? No, with the, the shower's gone in. Now, did you, uh, did you go hardcore or did you kind of go budget? Uh, but fairly bad, Joe. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're making it nice, but if, when we select a shower, on the lower end of shower, but it looks good. Tyler's coming in tomorrow. Plaster's coming in after that. It's all going to be done. The house is looking good. Really? Are you loving? It? Are you loving yeah. your work? Are you, you go to bed at night and go, yes, I'm a man. Yeah. We don't want to move now. We've done all this work. In the house. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, one more time for the rest of the week. More DIY. Oh, really? A little bit of training. Are you getting a little bit over it. No, I quite enjoy it because I get to see some good progress. Yeah, planted my veggie plots. Oh, what are you, what are you, what are you growing? Got a bit of bok choy in there. Bok choy, peas. what's bok choy? Bok choy is like a Chinese sort of um, cabbagey type thing almost. Okay, mm-hmm. bit of that. Got a bit of peas going on. Bit of spring onion. Do you do tomatoes? Yeah, like a. I sometimes do tomatoes, but I'll leave them a little bit yet. They're not quite ready to go. In really? Yet, is it all about timing? Is it? See, I'm not much timing. of a gardener. I was brought yeah. up in a flat. Like we had like a courtyard. Yeah. So gardens, I've never liked gardening. Right. So that's about that's about it in my exciting times of my life. Really? Training? Yeah. Training. Doing a little bit of riding. Starting to get back into it, but fitness is is not looking too sharp at this stage. But we're getting there. You know, I've been, I've been doing striding on. Striding on. I'm nice. on my fourth week this week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it actually. Been not going around with you. Smoke me. Well, I wouldn't know about that because I've been doing much <laughs> running. I've just been doing striding on. But yeah, yeah, really, really enjoying it. Uh, what have I been doing? So last weekend, my mum had her fiftieth birthday party. Oh, did you tell her she's getting old? Well, we, we, uh, 50's not that old, no, John, not for old, a woman. not old at all. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Spring chicken and facts. <laughs> uh, it was a really good night, actually, because the thing is, is, as a kid, you grow up for your mum's friends around, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they're all a little bit more mature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it was good seeing all those people, and we, the whole family stayed the night, and so those good times. Uh, um, what else happening? much really what else happening I've got to work this weekend you're not you haven't decided to become an art dealer or anything you know what John yeah I've been asked to do another piece oh no no seriously someone came up to me yesterday and said you did that art piece and it went really well can you do one for our auction and, and I, and I, I to be honest I don't really want to do it and so I said look you know what it took me because it took me like three hours to do I said can you I really don't have time they said no no we just want to doodle I said well doodles all you're getting so <laughs> So that's how we're being a celebrity. You should like get a piece. Oh, of that's paper. our New Zealand instructor of the year. Yeah, that was last week's was opening it? news because we you oh. bloody didn't mention me in the newspaper. They just oh yes, that's true. And I didn't see you, there was no retraction. Oh no, there was. It was on the front page. <laughs> <laughs> I get the paper on that. That'll do. That's an hour six. That's an hour six. I'm Russ. I'm Endo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.